Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Two weeks in a row, Fred's not on holidays. Mate, you have to turn that around. Yeah, look, uh, give me uh, two weeks' time, I'll, I'll, I'll put in another holiday form, don't you worry. <laughs> with that $10 That'll note? That'll be a grand. With that $10 note? That's the one. I'll tell you what, it's amazing what $10 can buy you in 2023. Well, Fred, I've got to tell you in all honesty, with the, 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 the state of harness racing in New South Wales at the moment, you wouldn't want to be taking a holiday. It, it, it has been absolutely wall-to-wall, full of great, so many, so many different stories starting to come out of harness racing now. Uh, there is. And look, I'm going I'm to go right in from the start here and talk about young Jet Turnbull. Now, he was our guest last week, yeah. you might recall, Grant. And after his first night of driving, he landed a winner. Now, he told us on the show last Sunday that he had a pretty handy book of drives uh, on Wednesday. Wednesday just gone, and yep, he landed a winner with Phase of Glory again. But on Friday, he managed to land a double at only his third night of race driving. Crazy. Um, he's 16. He's, he, you know, we, we, we heard from him last week, lives and breathes it. What a great story, Jetties. Then you've got the news that uh, well-renowned uh, media personality, Yvonne Sampson, has been appointed to the Board of Harness Racing New South Wales to fill a casual vacancy, I think, until 2026. Um, Yvonne, she's not just uh, a one-trick pony as far as sports commentary, and, and in particular, yeah, we see her on the NRL coverage week in and week out, but, but Yvonne has a very steep history in, in, in horses, with horses, uh, both uh, in equestrian, she she spent time as a, a vet nurse. She she loves and has to the forefront, uh, of course, uh, animal welfare, and that's a big part of uh, of all racing codes these days. But I know harness racing New South Wales have done some great things with you know, with the, the you know life after racing for horses, and they do such a good job in that realm. And, and Yvonne's going to fit in very nicely. And, and of course, I encountered Yvonne going back many years ago when uh, Channel 9's Wide World of Sports, Yvonne was working for them at the time and was uh, the anchor out at Menangle for the 2013 Inter Dominion, That's one right. by I'm the Mighty Quinn. So yeah. uh, she, she knows her racing, she knows her horses, and uh, she's a good acquisition to uh, the Harness Racing New South Wales board. But you're right, everywhere you look, and we're going to talk in, in a few moments' time to the racing manager at Club Menangle in, in David Wonson. But just quickly through some results last night, uh, Grantley, uh, Port-au-Prince won the fast-class race. This is a very, very good horse. He has just kept on improving each run and brought up uh, the first of four winners, half the card for trainer Lizzie Heath. Uh, Lizzie stepped into the breach uh, in the last few uh, months, picking up a, a big team, and, uh, gee, she's doing some good things. So good on you, Lizzie, uh, one of the nice people in harness racing, and uh, she was able to get Port-au-Prince. Then she trained... Um, another winner, which was Wave the Bill in the Winter Championship Final. We'll listen to that race in a moment. And then she came home with Funky Monkey, that you know, cult-type uh, figure, harness racing uh, trotter, Funky Monkey. Uh, and the last race, What's Your Secret, at 25-1, to 1, won the last. Robert Morris picked up a double. Um, and, of course, uh, as well as that, we saw... Um, Blake Fitzpatrick, he picked up a training double and Josh Gallagher, who's in great form at the moment, he also uh, managed to pick up a double. But the feature race was the Winter Championship and uh, Josh Gallagher and Rob Morris were to fight out the finish. 
and the leader has waved the bill. The favourite leads out by four metres, but breathing down his neck as Model Barno. Constantina takes off, dropping out men from Bravos, and then came Fear Cruising, who's going to get a nice card into the race. And behind them, Tinder Surprise and Sugar Apple as they straighten, wave the bill. 28 the quarter. Here's Model Barno peeling off his back to give chase. It's wave the bill. Model Barno. Fear Cruising's getting up on the inside, and a Rob Morris special is out after the pair. It's wave the bill in front of Model Barno and on the inside Fear Cruisin. Bill won't give it away. It's wave the bill in front. Wave the bill. That's tough. Wave the bill wins it. Goes home to beat Fear Cruisin. They were lined up for minus Constantina Sugar. Yeah, terrific uh, go to the wire there. And, and I mentioned in the call there, Rob Morris special. Uh, he, he just has this happy knack, Rob, of driving pegs at Menangle and getting good results. He did it twice last night uh, with Canina Problema and then with uh, that horse, Fear Cruisin. And then in the last race, on a 25-to-1 pop, what's the secret? Did it again, um, stuck to the pegs, got underneath everyone and blew them out at, at Big Odds. So uh, I think I said in the call, what's your secret? I'll tell you what Rob's secret is, pegs, pegs, pegs. It's all he, uh, he, he, he does that so well. I remember him in a, in a Miracle Mile many years ago. He drove Carlu Mick, that great campaigner, and uh, he stuck to the inside Carlu Mick. I think it was Spoken Up might have been, um, but it was it was Carlu Mick and a Rob Morris special getting up on the pegs to, to place and run a close second. So uh, he, he loves the pegs, Rob. Uh, he's not fr- afraid to go to them and, and, and use them and, and because Menangle is the sort of track they do fan and runs come and uh, Rob certainly exploited that last night. So that was uh, Menangle, terrific program. And I guess, say again? Just and, like and, 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 yeah, and, and of course, you know, as far as uh, the racing coming ahead, well, what, what we're in for a bonanza. Racing manager at Club Menangle is going to be pretty busy over the next few months. David Watson joins us for a chat. G'day, Dave. Morning, Fred. How are you? Yeah, look, I'm well and excited. It's as Big Kev used to say in those ads, I'm excited because we are only, uh, yesterday or last night, was five weeks away from the Eureka. And as the racing manager of the host club for the inaugural running, uh, you must be equally as excited. Yeah, you look forward to these events. It's, I suppose, like any sporting event, you look forward to the real big ones, be it uh, racing, gallops, football, cricket. You really look forward to these big events. You get on your toes. Everyone's really excited. Everyone's really busy at work. Um, well, it's probably unprecedented in some of the logistics we're going through and the crowd that we're anticipating there. Um, we're anticipating a crowd that hasn't been seen since the actual opening um, there of Menangle. Wow. Those people that were there that day uh, know the chaos that ensued with that. So we're, we're anticipating that, but we're a lot better prepared for it this time. So I'm sure we'll be mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, I guess 15 years ago, the infrastructure wasn't in place at the track in terms of grandstand and, and, and catering facilities and the like. So, uh, as you say, much better place uh, in Goodstead this time around. 15 years on, it's quite incredible to think that that, that crowd is going to be just massive. Yeah, yeah. It's, look, we've already got areas that are sold out, like the uh, Tanya Harris marquee is sold out. Uh, mm. The, the uh, Miracle Mile restaurant is all but. So if anyone's looking at coming out, please, I suggest they ring up this week because they will miss out. Um, that's unprecedented to be booked out so early. Uh, the Lawn Marquee, uh, it's the party marquee, cocktail party down there. It's uh, it's already half full. So please, people, if uh, they're listening and they're interested in coming out on September 2, I'd be making some bookings this week. Get onto the Club Menangle website. What does it mean for, for harness racing in New South Wales overall to have 
uh, you know, an event of this this magnitude and the, and the publicity it's garnering and the like, uh, you know, just what does it mean for the industry going forward? Uh, it, it's massive, Fred. Like we're getting we're getting coverage on areas we don't normally get coverage. I, I even noticed um, on RaceNet the other day there was a great story written there that, you know, other than a couple of feature stories that Adam's able to write, that was the lead story on RaceNet uh, about the Eureka and what's happening in New South Wales. Fantastic coverage it's getting. Unfortunately, we weren't able to obtain Charles Oliveri, which was bringing also some unprecedented coverage, uh, mm. the MMA fight, which is unfortunate. But he's got a world title fight, which I've seen advertised. So, yeah, I suppose it's understandable that he's got to stand by for that fight. But um, there's still a lot happening. Birds of Tokyo. Freddie, I know you'll be down there after the last race, bopping away there in the big lawn area. Are they the sort of band to hold your lighter up and and sway from left to right? Is that kind of band? No, no, no. no, no. You've got to be nodding your head to this one, okay? This is is head bashing. So, um, no, no, that's a great great coup too. That's a great coup, getting a band of that that renown um, to perform after the last. And that's what it's about too. Um, it's it's an event, like the race yeah. itself is you know world's richest harness race, two point one million dollars. But it's the event. There's other there's other acts that are going to be announced this week and the week after that. So it's just not birds to take out. Know, and mm-hmm. you know, a world recognised band like that that's going to be playing at Menangle. The last race is going to be a quarter past nine on the night. So the concert will take off after the last race. So um, yeah, plenty will be happening at the track at Menangle there. Incredible now. I've got to uh, I've got to talk to you about a race that's a new race on the calendar. Of course, uh, the slot holders uh, get to pick and choose what horses they would like to run in their slot. But this slot holder, John Singleton, uh, has linked up, and we all know Singo. You know, he used to work at the very radio station we're broadcasting on now, uh, which seems such a long time ago. Uh, John Singleton, he's mumble back radio, um, going way back. But but John Singleton has a slot and. There's a new race to coincide with him being a slot holder that'll determine who his horse will be. Yeah, August 19, two weeks before the Eureka, the Singo, worth $50,000. It's for horses, of course, eligible for the Eureka. That's Australian bred three and four-year-olds. Uh, $50,000 in prize money. Um, we've seen this week uh, in harness racing circles that the very, very talented Western Australian mare, wonderful to fly, is going to make a way over for that. I'm sure she'll mm. find a position in that race. Um, so it's already gaining a lot of interest. And you know, with not many slots that left open, uh, it's mm. a guaranteed spot to come from the Singo. It's not necessarily the winner, though. Uh, right. Singo reserves the right to choose yeah. a horse that participated in that race. And hopefully it's the winner, and hopefully the winner stands out. But in any case, if there is a bit of bad luck or there's an outstanding performance in the race, Singo mm-hmm. may wish to go that way. Um, he'll he'll have someone with him. And they'll decide on that horse. The horse will be, the race will be actually race three on the night. The decision right. will be made after race four. Um, they'll yes. go and consult with all the connections. But um, yeah, what a great incentive. Uh, Singo would come out on August 19. Uh, Singo's known for shouting the bar. So uh, <laughs> I, I encourage everyone that's uh, keen for a cold beverage to be there on August 19. Not only will he be celebrating his slot holder, but I'm sure he'll be celebrating a few drinks with everyone there at the track. Can he shout after the last? Oh, after four, <laughs> five, six, seven, eight? Yeah, it'd be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying because I won't be able to have one until after the last. Well, I could, but I won't. Um, it's a great concept, but, but the other aspect of the Singo is that the four 
emergency runners for the Eureka will be taken from the Singo. So, so I mean, someone might miss out, you know, Singo might go a certain way, but uh, there, there could well be uh, another opportunity for those racing in the Singo to get a, a berth through scratchings if they're drawn as emergencies. Yeah, really important that. So notwithstanding whatever uh, horse Singo does decide to mm-hmm. take, the four best place horses will be the emergencies for the Eureka mm-hmm. on September two. Right. So, for yeah, example, if he, if he picks number, if he picks the winner, second, third, fourth, and fifth, if the connection so desire will be emergencies for the Eureka, the best the place Eureka. runners outside of the slot Ab- holders' choice. Absolutely, and they will mm-hmm. also be guaranteed a run on Eureka night in a hundred thousand dollar race called the Stockade. So there's a lot of incentives to be in that Singo. And, you know, we've seen this year with the Everest, um, you know, things do happen with horses at the last minute. I think it was Lost and Running or one of those was a late scratching from the Everest mm. and one of the emergencies got a run and, and participated really well in that race. So yeah, it's a great incentive just to be in that race, to be an emergency uh, for the Eureka. As I said, $2.1 million. I, I prefer to be emergency in that than not. Yeah, my word, my word now. Obviously, Eureka, focus on Eureka. We've got five weeks, just under five weeks, as of yesterday, to the Eureka. But the club made a big announcement in relation to their, their you know, foremost carnival, the, the Carnival of Miracles. And I'll get you to take us through that. But in effect, it's gone from a three-week carnival to a two-week carnival with a few changes to dates and the like. Take us through that, one. Yeah, look, really, each year we sort of have a review of our um, Sky Race and Carnival of Miracles. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes you just look at it and you go, there was just a niche there that just needed to be scratched with the carnival this year. It's over three weeks. Really hard getting the people there three weeks in a row. Was it too long? Were some of the races getting lost in amongst that three-week carnival? So mm-hmm. what the club's decided to do, we've reduced it. So it's the first two weeks of March. The first week's going to be the Chariots of Fire, which is now going to be running conjunction with the Sprints to the Miracle Mile. All those races will be on the same night. Um, we know how good the chariots and the form leading out of the chariots into the Miracle Mile is. Um, mm. So those three races all on the one night, um, it's going to be a fantastic incentive. Of course, the Newcastle Miles the week before. But what, yep. even more importantly, what we've done, um, we've moved the Queen Elizabeth Mile, formerly known as the Ladyship Mile, the New South yep. Wales Paces Oaks, through to March 4, the first Saturday in May, sorry, May, hey. um, May, May next year, May the 4th be with you. Um, we've moved it. What the club really had a look at the carnival this year, what we were missing out on with the change of racing season, those two and three year old fillies, the really good ones, are racing very late into the year, the calendar year, because it is now a calendar year. And what yes. we found, we, we've missed out because they were racing in that October, November, December period. A lot of them weren't backing up into that early February, early March period where the, the Queen Elizabeth and the New South Wales Oaks were. So we decided to give those fillies a little bit more time. So what we've done, we had a a strategic meeting amongst all our divisions and our GMs at work. Um, We've decided to create another event there on the first Saturday in May, May 4th. Um, It's Mm -hmm. the Pacing for Pink Month, which has been a great initiative throughout Australia. Really, really really big at Club Menangle. We've raised tens of thousands of dollars over the last couple of years with that. It's going to highlight that May uh, when pacing for pink is but what we're going to do we're going to create a really good racing event on that first Saturday so we're going to have the Queen, uh, the Queen Elizabeth Mile we're going to have the New South Wales Oaks there, we're going to have yep we're going to have the New South Wales Oaks head to the left yep, yep. I'm there 
yep. we're going to have the Queen Elizabeth Mile. We're going to have the New South yep. Wales Oaks. We're going to have the MacArthur Mile, Australia's richest uh, trotting mares race. We're going to have the New South Wales Trotting Oaks. We're going to have the Pink Bonnet Mile all there on May 4, which is going to highlight what's going to be heavily favoured to the fairer sex of racing. Show, all those good fillies the in there. Sex, yeah. Yeah. So, wow. um, and highlighting the pacing for Pink Month. So we're going to really make an event out of that day. Um, it also gives those fillies and mares a little bit more time to season over the summer period. Yeah, it just pushes it back a little bit. No, that, that's that's a great. I, look, I think it's a great, a great idea. I think it it also has a, a bit of a flow-on effect with uh, other interstate carnivals in that we're we're not crowding that calendar with feature races through January and, and early February. Um, and, and as you say, gives everyone a chance to race at the at the high level. What before I let you go, just a very quick one. Um, a long-term employee of. of and Bulli and, and, and Club Menangle over many, many years, uh, assistant judge uh, Donna Taylor. She's uh, hanging up the, uh, the magnifying glass and the keyboard and uh, is uh, moving away interstate to retire. So uh, I know you join me in echoing uh, best wishes to Donna. Oh, yeah, uh, a fantastic employer. You can count the amount of sickness she's had on one hand over those. Well, she's been at Menangle since we opened in 2008, and she was at Bulleye for many years before that, about 10 years before that. Been a mm. fantastic employee. We're all going to miss her very much, as you know. We've been trying to get someone that can replace Donna at the moment. It's really, really difficult to find someone uh, to the service um, that she's been able to provide to the club and the racing industry. She's uh, moving to Queensland, going to the warmer weather. We wish her all the best. Uh, I'm sure we'll um, look after this week, make sure she's uh, appreciated, and yeah, all the best for her future. Good on you, Wano. Well said. All right, well, we'll catch up uh, with each other on Tuesday when the club races next. Good program of racing there on Tuesday, and thanks for your time this morning on, on The Pace. See you Tuesday, mate. There he is, uh, Grantley. David Wanson, a busy man. He's uh, always giving of his time with us and uh, took us through some extensive changes to the carnival, uh, and, of course, we chatted all things Eureka. Mate, and that's it for On The Pace for this Sunday. Matey, just before you go, I can help you out with yeah. a little problem here if you've got just a moment. Yeah, of course. I... You remember Bongella? As long as Russell's okay. Is Russell doing... Uh, oh, Russell's, going... Russell's on hold. He can't make any comments, so it's fine. Oh, I, good, can't he- I can't hear him complain. He's, saying, he's yelling at the phone, get him off. Yeah. Go on. Remember Bongella, <laughs> the cream that you use for... I you know, certainly do. Yeah, as, a, right? as, a, as a dad, uh, years ago, I used to use that on the kids when they were teething. Yeah, well, what you do is you grab a tube of that right? Yes. And you rub it yes. up over the top of your gum and the bottom of yes. your gum and across your tongue and then you can sit there in the commentary box and say I swear I thought it was water not gin. <laughs> uh, look, I'm not, that, I'm not that hard up for a drink but I'll certainly make good uh, you, uh, you know, make good of it after the last. Your calls wouldn't be much good. <laughs> the bad oh, way to go, but... <laughs> <laughs> Have a good day, Freddie. Probably say he sounds like he's been on the Bonchella all night anyway. <laughs> Actually, you, buddy. See ya.